Welcome back to the Cool Girls Only podcast. I'm Maddie. And I'm Jordan. And it is not technically official, but officially October is over. And it's kind of crazy to me. (laughs) (laughs) Like, where did this month go? I know. I know. I am a hoe for fall. But to be honest, we were just talking about this. I am really ready for Christmas. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. I'm ready. I love, I literally love November and December so much. Yeah. I'm, I'm very excited. I know the, I don't know if we've talked about this already, but the Bryant park, like Christmas extravaganza thing is already open. Oh, really? The 29th. Yeah. Okay. We have to go. I love that. And they have the ice rink too. I've never done the ice rink in Bryant park. Yeah. We should go. Yeah. I know this month just flew by. I need to do my journal entry. So I do this thing and like, this is a good idea for you too, since you're like, I don't know what to journal. I started doing this in 2020, but I do like a monthly recap in my journal, just like, I don't know, recapping big things that happened that month or like how I'm feeling or what, you know, I'm hoping to do in the next month that I didn't get to do in this month. And it was crazy. I was like, I was kind of cleaning out my apartment the other weekend and I found my journal from 2020 and it was so wild. I went through and read like my monthly recaps because I started doing it in January. And it's just so funny to see how like optimistic I was about the year and just how like it changed. I mean, I was still like fine throughout the year. Um, but obviously things change so much. So it was just so interesting to see. So I started doing that and I actually love it because it's just so easy to go back and read. I mean, there's only 12 months in a year, 12 entries. Like it's easy to kind of see how your year like changes. Um, how long so do you usually that. do them? Like how long is your monthly entry? It depends. I mean, it depends on what I want to write down. Like normally it's like a page. It's not that much. It's really okay. just writing down highlights from the month, how I'm feeling like goals that I accomplished and things that I want to, you know, carry into the next month. So it's super smart. Yeah. It's really easy. And just, I don't know. I feel like it helps so much just to understand like how you grow throughout the year going back to read them. So highly recommend a monthly journal recap, super, super nice reflection. But a lot of things. So wait, did you start your job in September or October? October. Okay. October. Yeah. So I haven't a even lot had a of month changes. yet. A lot yes. of changes happen in October, which is so exciting. So actually this episode is about putting in your two weeks and getting started in a new job. So let's get into our recs. Yes. So my rec this week is a podcast. Have you ever listened to life kit? I I think I have listened to an episode. Yeah. So I'm a fan. They have a lot of like, just like really helpful like podcast episodes. Like they have one about like picking an insurance plan and like what to know before you buy a home and just like topics we should probably all yeah. like, understand before we go into that and do it. Anyways, they have one about quitting your job and how to do it well. And their guest is JT O'Donnell. And she created this career coaching, um, website called work it daily, which if you're interested, they have a ton of free resources and advice. Also we've talked about this before, but 
I find it so satisfying when people have really nice voices and yes. she has like, she has such a nice voice and she's like talking in this podcast. And I'm like, sometimes it's hard to listen because her voice is so satisfying. Oh, like, I wonder if she has her own podcast. I hope she does. She should. She um, should. <laughs> listen to me for career advice. Um, <laughs> but anyways, key takeaways from this, if you don't feel like listening, um, the first one that is super important that I think I could have done better was don't get emotional. So like, obviously when you're about to quit your job and you're putting in your notice, it can be very emotional because most of us have drawn this out too long and we didn't take steps earlier when we were unhappy. So by the time we actually give our notice, we're like upset as hell. Like we're ready to get out of there. And so don't make it emotional. Like keep it professional. I tried my best to do this, but honestly, I think I could have done it better. The next one was make sure your financial situation is in order before you leave. You know, if you can avoid quitting on the spot, avoid that. Um, And then the next one was get your story straight. So like, I felt I did this decently well. Um, I had like a line or two that I would say to everyone who asked me like, you know, what's the tea, what's going on? Why are you leaving? And I had like this, like, yes, like I, I had this repetitive, like sentence or two in my mind that I would stick to. And I'm glad that I did that because I think if you don't think about that beforehand, you can get kind of like wishy-washy with some people that ask you. And then all of a sudden it's like, well, why are you leaving or what's going on? Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I tried to do it. I probably could have done it better. And like her advice in this is brand or be branded. So like, make sure you're branding yourself because if you are not, you will be branded by the people who know you, which like happens regardless in the workplace. But I think it is good advice in the sense that like in a situation like this, you know, there's going to be like talk and conversation, even if it's just on your own team. So make sure you kind of like set your own narrative before other people do it for you. Yeah, no, that's super good advice. I think all of this is super helpful, especially like the don't get emotional thing. And like, don't take things personally. Like if people are rude about you leaving or don't take it well, like that's not your problem, but just keep it as professional as you can. So my rack is of course an Elvest video. Um, it's called ask Sally. How do you know when it's time to quit your job? The video is literally one minute. So just, it's a super quick listen and Basically, she was kind of saying, like, as women, we think it's our fault or our problem that we aren't getting promoted. Like, we need to, I think she said, like, you need to buy a book and figure out what you're doing wrong and um, work harder, grind. Like, those are things we think as women, like, that we need to be doing because we're not where we want to be. But sometimes it's really not you it's them. You're either at like a bad company or you most in most cases, I feel like have a bad manager who doesn't want to support your growth or just isn't there to listen. So she basically said like, recognize those situations. And like, that's when, you know, it's time to leave, like know when it's you and when it's them. So I thought that was super helpful. So that's such good advice. Like in general. (laughs) Yeah. Like know when it's you or when it's them, like they are the issue. So, I mean, <laughs> but it's not you. It's them. Yes, exactly. <laughs> oh my god. Um, but yes, it I mean, it's literally a minute, so it's a super quick watch, but also like while you're on Elvis, they have so many 
great articles in general on all things, career, finance, everything. So definitely take a peek. We talk about them all the time. (laughs) All right. Well, those are our recs and we will get into today's episode. talking about how to give your two weeks at work and preparing for starting a new job, which we've both done recently. We have, this is very topical. Yes. I'm excited to get into it. So I guess you can go first. Cause this was like way more recent for you. How was your experience putting in your two weeks, having that conversation and like leaving your first job. Mine was super, super awkward and unfortunate. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think it was bad by any means. Like if someone had to ask me to like categorize how I left my job, I wouldn't say bad, but I would not say like it was smooth. For example, Caleb also recently left his job, my boyfriend, and he gave us two weeks. His manager like took it pretty well and kind of gave him the lowdown, like HR, this is what you need to do. This is what we want to work on before you leave. Like it's been great. And I think that's kind of as good as it can get, um, Mm -hmm. like super professional and just like a clean break, but that's not really what mine was like. It was, it felt a lot more personal and obviously being at like a small company, I don't know. Everyone's kind of closer. Like, you know, everyone in finance, you know, ever, you know what I mean? Like you just are kind of closer to all these different people you work with. So like when one of the people fall off that like boat, then it's very noticeable. So I couldn't kind of like fly under the radar and just kind of chill, which is what I feel like Caleb kind of did. Like his was kind (laughs) of low key. Like I'm leaving. Goodbye. Peace out. You know, chilling for the next two weeks. Yeah. And mine was kind of like, awkward and you know uncomfortable and anytime you have that conversation is awkward obviously but yeah that was kind of my experience a little weird a little weird yeah what about you mine was a little weird too I mean I think in general it's just weird to have that conversation (laughs) because I mean so we already had the episode about negotiating your salary so I had negotiated my salary didn't get a raise didn't get anything I asked for at that point, you can kind of assume like, okay, she's not happy. Like she's not right. It's not like a surprise. Right. So (laughs) I just remember it was a Monday morning. I had just accepted my position and I was like, all right, well, I'm putting my two weeks today so I can be done like, uh, like next Friday. So I like just pinged my manager and was like, do you have a second? And I just called her and it was super quick. I mean, I just, I just said, it's over. I'm leaving. (laughs) She, she was surprised, I think in the sense that I was like the third person on my team to leave very quickly. She did end up saying like, you know, I know we had that conversation and like, I kind of saw it coming. I just, you know, sucks that it's now and it's actually happening. So it was very, it was very awkward. She was, she was understanding at least, but like Mm -hmm. she didn't take it personally, which that's, I think that's the key. That's the key to like a not good, but certainly not bad exit is when people are just professional. Like, I feel like that's, that wasn't kind of my takeaway is 
whenever I am a manager and I manage people, like it's okay to be shocked and surprised. And I think that's expected from anyone. But like you said, if someone is very professional about it and doesn't take it personally, it makes it so much better and it keeps the relationship there and it doesn't mess with things. So, right. I, agree. I mean, yeah. Cause in my experience, it wasn't personal. It was like, I wasn't happy for a long time at the company and it was just like, it wasn't for me and I'm doing what's best for me. That's what I feel like people need to get through their head. They're not, I mean, maybe some people probably leave because their manager <laughs> sucks, but in my case, it was like, I just wasn't happy and I needed to do what's best for me. And I think everyone is out there and you have to look out for your yourself and your own career. So usually, I mean, it, it wasn't personal in my experience, but yeah. I'm sure I, there's people out there yeah. that really hate their manager. It was personal. <laughs> it was personal. <laughs> They're like, mm, goodbye. <laughs> yeah. It's tough because you want to be honest. And I know we'll get into this later, but it's like, preparing for that convo and like being honest and saying, maybe not saying I'm unhappy here, but saying something along the lines of like, I found something that like suits me better. And I found something that's, you know, an opportunity for me. Those are like clean professional ways to say like, I'm done here. Like, no, thank yeah. you. Yeah, no, totally. Yeah. Let's definitely get into like how we prepped for that conversation and like, what are some important things I guess, to say, or like how to leave the conversation. I don't know if you did this. I'm actually curious. We haven't talked about this yet. Um, but like, I fully wrote down exactly what, like I wanted to say, did you do that? Yeah. I like wrote down a list of like things I wanted to say. I'm trying to like, remember what, I mean, one of the hugest reasons I left was because of the salary. Like I got a new job and they offered me way more than I even asked for at my old job. Mm -hmm. So like, I knew there was just no way, like there was no way they were going to be able to match that. So like, uh, like that's just an obvious reason. Like that, that is the reason I'm leaving because I'm getting paid what I deserve. (laughs) That's like, I just wanted to make it very clear that that's why, because I asked for it and I didn't get it. So just, yeah. Had to in my had to throw that out in there. my case, like I asked for it and they gave me almost what I wanted. Yeah. So in a way, like it's kind of harder. <laughs> it was much harder because I felt shitty and I shouldn't feel shitty. And I again, like this goes back to the don't take a personal thing. It's like it's not personal, it's business, it's professional. Like I got an offer from another company that was far more than I even asked for at my current, you know, at my current mm-hmm. place where I, I was asking for a raise. So like similar situation, but in my case, they actually kind of like tried to keep me. They really, you know, threw some cash at me, but it was still just like, this you knew you were even still going to be. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like I still, I still need to leave and I know it's time. And so like, for me, I didn't have like bullet points necessarily to like kind of explain myself. It was more so I literally just focused on this is a better opportunity for me. Like, that's just what I kept repeating over and over again. When people, coworkers would ask, why are you leaving? I found an opportunity that was way better for me. It just like personally, professionally made more sense. And that was like kind of keeping it vague, which I think is important. Like share some details if you're comfortable with that, but you don't have to share anything. Like, no, they're not obligated to that. Yeah. No, even at like my old company, everyone, I mean, my manager immediately asked, where are you going? Where are you going? And I don't know why, like, I never knew 
why, but everyone was so weird about sharing where they're going. Like they wouldn't tell anyone until like their last day. And I don't know why I literally don't. I still, a lot of it can be like non-compete lawsuits. Right. Yeah. So like, that's, I've probably know people who have gone through that. And like, that's what people have told me in the past is like, if you, unless you are going somewhere that's completely different and like new industry, different type of company, all of the above, then it's okay to share a bit. But like, if it's kind of related to your current work, you like, if you signed a non-compete, they could kind of go after you for that. Yeah. Sorry, there's sirens. No, you're fine. That makes sense. Yeah. No one would share where they're going. And I didn't until my last day, but like, leave me alone. Stop asking me (laughs) where I'm going. Yeah. I tried to like, I don't know. We had like an exit interview, which most people do go through an exit interview when they're leaving or an exit survey. I had both. And I, I would kind of say vague statements without ever quantifying anything by any means. Like they might ask, you know, can, you know, can we ask you why you're leaving? Like what, what is better about this new job than your current job? And so I would always list like the benefits are better. The opportunity suits me more. The position is more aligned with what I want to be doing. Like it can be vague and give them helpful information. Like they should know that their benefits aren't top notch, you know, Mm -hmm. like if that's why you're leaving, make sure that they know, but you don't need to be like this health insurance sucks. Yeah, no, totally. And I also think it's good to give critical feedback because it could it could benefit the team you're leaving behind. I know my old manager, when she left our other team, she gave such great feedback and it like, she was doing it, hoping that it would benefit our team because we had such, it was just bad. I mean, during COVID, I think things just got so stressful and there was just no focus on growth and development. And I think that was not, not good for morale. (laughs) So she really, you know, she really gave feedback to as many people as she could before she left. And I think that's good. Like no one's going to improve or grow if they don't get that and whatever they do with that information that's on them. But like, at least you tried, but I also think it's important to leave on a good note. So don't just go, don't just talk shit. Like (laughs) in that conversation, I think make sure it's good feedback that they could, you know, use to benefit the team they have. But like, I think leaving on a good note is so important because you never know, like you could be working again with this person in the future, especially like I'm in the beauty industry and it's so small. It's so small. Like everyone knows everyone and everyone goes to all of the different beauty companies. It's just, it's crazy. Yeah. That's so, it can get like nasty. Like we all know people who have left jobs in such a bad way. And you think to yourself, like, I never want to do that. Like, I never want to be someone who like quits on the spot. Oh my God. You know what I mean? Like there are people that do that in like a very professional setting, like salary jobs, making six plus figures. Like there, there are people who just quit on the spot. And it's like, I that's like, like, so that's considered very, very unprofessional. To yeah. Like do that. Yeah. I'm also just like, I am not impulsive enough for that. I don't think I could ever do that. I overthink things too much. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there are definite scenarios. Like if you're being harassed, if you're in an unsafe environment, obviously get yeah. a lot of there. But like, if, if I know people who are working like fully, you know, remote jobs and good positions and they were like, yeah, I just was 
still looking at other places and I got a new offer. So I quit on the spot and it's like, dang, damn, it's crazy right now. The job market, the job market is crazy. And I want to also talk about that because yeah, I read that article. Yeah. So I just wanted to know, like, well, we're pretty much part of it. Like the great resignation. Everyone's been talking Mm -hmm. about how like workers are fed up leaving their jobs. I'm seeing it at my company. Like people are leaving like crazy. I'm just, I feel like people are getting new jobs left and right. Like it is an insane market right now. So yeah. What I just want to know, like, what are your thoughts on that? Cause we're both part of it. Yeah. I mean, I think if you're a lot of people did a lot of like reflecting throughout COVID, right? Like you always talk about how you've changed so much during COVID and you kind of like fought back on your life and how you're treating money and how you and Joe interact. And like, there's so many things that we've all thought about and tried to like change during this time and going back to an office. A lot of people are like, no, I'm not going to do it. Like there's no way I'm going to do it. If another company would pay me more money and I could spend more time with my family and spend less money on a commute or like just in general. And like, I, I have a friend who asked me like, what do you mean the job market is hot right now? And what I mean is there are so many jobs right now and not enough people applying for them. Mm-hmm. Like the job, for example, the job that I have today at Siemens, my new company, they had, I think eight people apply to the job that I applied to previously. Wow. Like, yeah. Like when COVID first hit, yeah. Or even before when COVID hit, like you would have hundreds, yes. if not thousands of people applying to jobs. There were too many people willing to change and not enough jobs available. And now there are too many jobs available and not enough people like to fill them, you know? Yeah. And so it's just crazy and companies are showing out cash and benefits and yep. <laughs> like they are ready desperate. to keep you. They're desperate. They're fully desperate. So like yeah, that's why a lot of people are leaving. You know, I don't know why people continue to be shocked about like this no. topic because it's so, if you spent it like makes one sense. day, yeah, just thinking about, you know, what's been going on, it makes total sense. People yeah. have been holding on to their jobs for their benefits, for their families during COVID, during lockdown. And now a lot of people are getting vaccinated, restrictions are being lifted. You're willing to like take a risk again and you're yeah. willing to. I don't know. I'll do what's best for you. And I think also a lot of people saved a lot of money the past year. Like people are in a much better financial place. So they're like more comfortable leaving their stable job. If it, if it's not serving them anymore, if it's like just not worth it, then if they're in a financial place to just say, okay, I'm going to find something else, but I'm not doing this anymore. Amazing. Like that's kind of what's happening. And I was at that point, like, I seriously was ready to quit, even if I didn't have something lined up, like I couldn't take it anymore. So I fully understand that feeling. Um, and I agree. I think people just had a lot of time to reflect and think and like working from home, you just have so much more flexibility. Like if you do have a family spending more time with your family, if you don't, if you're, you know, living with your significant other being able to do things during the day. Like I right. love that. Spending I time laundry. on yourself. Yes. 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 Spending Working time on yourself, more, really. having a morning routine. Like I never had <laughs> that when I went to, I seriously talk about morning routine in every I'm episode, obsessed. but yeah, keep going. <laughs> but like having like time in the morning to actually just like start your day off on the right note 
I just, I was just always rushing when I had to go into the office and like, literally didn't even have time to think journal. What's a journal. I never journaled when I had a job in like the office. It was, it was, I wake up and go. So I think it makes a huge difference. Like my mental health is in a much better place and yeah, I fully understand why people are like, no, I'm not going back to the office. I don't want to go back to the office. Like I'm actually kind of torn because I, I like interacting with people and like, I feel like it's kind of weird not knowing my coworkers personally. Like I've met a few of them. I've gone into the office a few times because it's like open for anyone who wants to go, but like, it's definitely hard to, I feel like it's kind of hard to grow and like, I don't know, mingle with new people and like learn from other people because sometimes that's, that's what happens in the office. You kind of just walk past someone or like start a conversation and it could lead to something else, but at home, it's just, you kind of have to seek those opportunities out. Yeah. But I also Um, love being home. (laughs) So it's like, I don't know. I don't know what I want. I feel very adamant that companies should create time and space for us to network and mingle with one another, specifically on our teams, whether that be team bonding, it could literally just be a happy hour. Like I have been very vocal, like at my previous company about how important that is being remote workers, especially being younger, not having a a family or a dog to take care of, you know, in my current apartment or home, wherever you are. Yeah. Like, like you said, it's totally not necessary, but it's so much easier to meet and mingle and grow within a company face to face. I would agree with that fully. Like, yeah, it's, it's hard. And like both of us right now are, you're kind of like hybrid, right? Um, yeah, I mean, I'm fully, fully remote, but yes, it's, it's optional to go in and yeah, I think it's going to be hybrid forever. Like they basically said, like, that's going to be the new way of working, which I love. I love the flexibility. Like, that's just great to have flexibility. And yeah, I agree. I, I also feel like it's hard to know where I want to go next because I've been remote. So I'm like, I'm not, it's harder to know what other people really are doing. So I'm like, where do, like, what do I envision my next role being within this company? Like, I don't really know because I I don't know. It's hard to see what other people are doing. So that's another thing. And I was just talking to my manager about that last week. So it's just an interesting dilemma to have, but that's, that's my only concern with work from home is like the growth of my career. Like what is, what is the effect of this right now for my career, like in a year or two. That's true. No, I I agree. It'll be weird being fully remote and having no option for an office. Right. Cause you're fully remote. Yes. Like I was hired as a fully remote employee and like, regardless of where I move, unless I go into like a specific completely new, you know, role or industry within Siemens, like I would be fully remote for the time that I'm at this company, regardless of what position I move into. So like it's great because I like working from home. <laughs> oh yeah. I hated it at first. And I was so like adamant on going into an office and meeting people and doing happy hours and like, you know, going downtown and doing that whole thing. But then having the option to do it and doing it for a few weeks, like 
I don't know. It's not all that great. Like I spent a lot of money on the train, <laughs> the train, lunch, lunch coffee. Just added up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I agree. I forgot how much money it actually costs to like go to work. <laughs> it's like, expensive. It does. Yeah. Like, I mean, I don't have an unlimited subway pass now because I just don't need it, but yeah, I used to have to buy that lunch is so expensive. I would get coffee. Of course. Like I Starbucks, I would go to Starbucks every day yeah. with Just my like coworkers though. It was yeah, like, I'd get yeah. in and we would like, like start talking a little bit and like, go get Starbucks. Like that was like what we did. I kind of yeah, it's that. almost like everything is so like work specific now because everyone, you know, blocks off their calendar and like, they have like teams chat. And so you don't have time to really get to know people unless you specifically ask for it at your company or like demand that it happens yeah. within conversations. It's so awkward. I feel like, I feel like it's weird if you like, if you want to get to know someone, but like, like, I don't know, how do you put a meeting on someone's calendar? Like for something non-work related, like, Hey, I just want to get to know you a little bit. <laughs> it's so weird. But again, like, that's why I think it's so important that companies require that kind of stuff. Yes. Like, yeah, I, if, if it is not a natural thing to happen due to being work from home, create it like yourself and mm-hmm. whether that is like a manager doing it or like whoever is in charge of HR, but like making sure like we should have a team lunch once a week Yes, during that time, we're all on camera and we're going to like, just chat. We're you talking know? about whatever crazy. we want. Yeah. It's crazy how much you can learn about someone when you're not talking about work. Yes. No, literally it's necessary. Like I just, I love when we get off topic and we start talking about like what shows we're watching because I, I love Netflix and my coworkers love Netflix. So I could talk all day about the shows I watched. Like that's a huge way to connect with your coworkers. Literally. We kind of just talked about like our experiences starting remotely. How would you say like you prepped for starting your new job? Like it's kind of a new chapter, you know, you want it to be different than the last. What did you do to prep for it? Well, you'll be so proud of me because I did a little journal entry. Yes. About like what I want out of this new chapter in my life, specifically like professionally and at the new company that I'm at. So I would do I don't know. I always do this when I interview at companies, when I get to like the final round, I kind of reflect on like what this job would mean for me, like what this amount of money would mean for me, this time, whatever it may be, that's attracting you to the position. Like I'm a big fan of writing that all out and like reflecting on it because I think it makes the interview like more important to you in a way. It's not so distant. That's Um, a great thing to do noted. Yeah. I don't know. I just like always did that. And it, it just stuck with me anyways, for starting my new job after my last day of work at the old job, I got out my journal and I like fully did like a reflection on what this new chapter is going to be like for me and what I want to get out of it and like what it will mean for my life and how my life's going to change just to like think on that for a minute, you know, like this usually it's a really exciting new step. And like for both of us, when we changed jobs, it was like, holy shit, this is a lot of money. Like this is going to change my life. This is a job I want more and like a position that's more exciting. So 
kind of reflecting on all that and getting excited about it. Because for me, my two weeks, I was kind of like stressed out. Like my last two weeks at my company, I was just like in my head and I wasn't thinking about the next step. Mm -hmm. So that helped me do that. But also like (laughs) we talked about, we both took a week off Yeah, between our jobs. Like, I love that. I love that too. Honestly, I should have taken more. Like, I think it's so needed and necessary to take a break in between jobs. Just, I think it's a great reflection period too. Like you were saying, like do things for yourself. I definitely also did a journal entry. I kind of reflected on like things I didn't like about the job I was at Mm -hmm. and what I want to get out of the new job and like who I want to be in this job. Like what kind of employee do I want to be? Because I just felt like I wasn't doing my best at my last job, but it's also because I was burnt out and I was not happy. So why would I, you know, I, I had to kind of take a step back and say like, why would I be performing at my best when I like literally hated it? So it makes sense, but like, (laughs) I didn't want to carry that into my new job. So I'm in a much better place. And I think starting on such a positive note like that, and reflecting is so helpful. And like the week off was amazing. I got a massage. Oh God, I, know. I don't know what else I did. I just ugh, doing nothing, doing nothing mm-hmm. was just so nice. Yeah. I went on a trip. I think like the biggest takeaway was what like is it like to not think about work for a minute? Yeah. You know what I mean? Because even if you are hitting all your deadlines and you feel good about like how you're doing at work and you're feeling like positive and excited, it's still in the back of your mind. Yeah. And so like taking that week off, it was like, wow, you have no projects to worry about. Yeah. I have nothing in the back of my mind on my to-do list for the next week, month, year. Like it just was like free mind space. It was so literally like, what am I supposed to think about? (laughs) (laughs) So much time. (laughs) Too much time. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's so true. It was great. I wish I like maybe took more time and did a trip or something, but I was also excited to start the new job. So a week was fine for me. Yeah. I felt the same, like any longer I would have, I don't know. I would have wanted a paycheck. Yeah. Yes, exactly. (laughs) A week off is nice, but we want to, we want to get that money. So yeah, I, I got, I got rent due. So yeah, let's go. Let's go. Let's go. And that's a wrap on this episode. Thank you so much for listening. We really appreciate it. If you want to stay up to date on everything for the Cool Girls Only podcast, you can follow us on Instagram at Cool Girls Only Podcast. And you can sign up for our monthly newsletter at coolgirlnews.com. All of our information is linked in the show notes. We would also love to hear any topics you're interested in or any guests that you think would be a good fit for the show. Feel free to send us a DM on Instagram. We would love to hear from you. Thanks again for listening and we will see you next time, cool girls.